and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, happy uh, Friday. Happy Triple Match Friday from the Mike Broomhead Show. If you have not subscribed to the Mike Broomhead Show podcast, do it right now. It's very simple. Never miss a minute of the show. The Mike Broomhead Show podcast brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home by going to carolhasthebuyers.com. That's carolhasthebuyers.com. Got to talk about this economy. Uh, soaring inflation driving retired people back to work. But here is an update. And I'm going to uh, this is I'm going to make another bold prediction that you're going to make before I do when I'm finished. You'll make the same prediction before I finish the story. Tomato shortage emerges in drought-stricken California as ketchup prices soar. By the way, a big thank you to my friend Kristen Bentz uh, from uh, KB Advisory Group sending this over. It's a zero uh, hedge story if you'd like to uh, check it out. Days ago, uh, the next food insecurity problem may impact Americans. Eating habits could be emerging. Potato shortage. Now it's tomatoes. California accounts for 25% of the world's tomato output, which I didn't know. I didn't know that many tomatoes were grown in California. The worst drought in 1,200 years has forced farmers to abandon fields as crops turn to dust amid a water crisis. So this will go in the direction of climate change. No doubt in my mind. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. This serious drought is going to be uh, the fault of climate change and the reason why this climate bill from the president is necessary, and that will be the narrative. Well, let me change the narrative just a little bit, just a little. Um, Arizona's been suffering the same drought. Can't tell now. we got a lot of water. It's been a very wet monsoon. That's good for us. Let's hope that the winter is snowy and there's a big snowpack because that would, is, you know, the Central Arizona Project, we get a lot of water from there. We'd love to see there be a big snowpack this winter so that runoff provides water that is necessary for the region. But when the Central Arizona Project was agreed to, um, California is the last one to feel any of the pressure or any of the restrictions. And it was negotiated that way because they're the biggest state. They had the most say, and we needed them to get this project done. And so we get affected first. Mexico gets affected. Other states get affected way before California does. And if you think environmentalists, if you think an activist environmentalist, climate change, if you think about people that advocate for that, where do you think it would be more advocacy for climate change and for environmentalism, Arizona or California? We all would say California, correct? Arizona runs circles, runs circles around California. In environmentalist activity. What I mean by that is we, out of necessity, because we are in the desert and because we are growing quickly, Arizona, especially the valley, but Arizona as a whole, has spent a lot of money and a lot of time on, on water retention, on storing of water underground, on catching this rainwater runoff and storing it and taking advantage of using it. We've done an excellent job of that. We've done an excellent job of of uh, conserving. Conservation's been a big part of the plan in Arizona as well. California, not much. They're not going to feel the effects of this, but this argument will go back to the climate change argument. And I'm not going to argue it with you, uh, whether climate change is causing this or not. What I'm talking about now is a little bit of prevention, a little bit of if you had had the forethought that Arizona did, and if you had been as environmentally proactive as Arizona has been, Maybe you wouldn't be in the predicament you're in right now. And it's just a thought. The tomato thing and what this is going to do is it's going to hammer restaurants, ketchup packets, salsa packets. 
It's going to hammer restaurants. You watch. Mark my words. In the near future, if this continues to go on this way, you're going to start, and maybe it's happening in some restaurants. I haven't seen it. You're going to start getting charged for condiments. If you want an extra ketchup packet or two thrown into the bag when you drive through, they're going to charge you for them. I, I, that's coming. There's no doubt in my mind that that will happen if this continues the way it's going. It's going to hammer the restaurant business. It's going to hammer you. And this is where the problem lies for me. We all know that buying healthy food for our families is important, especially getting your children to enjoy healthy foods when they're kids. Um, and now those very formative years of growth, the, the minerals that you get and the vitamins you get from eating a healthy diet. How much more difficult is it when you look at getting a, a box of uh, store brand macaroni and cheese for 99 cents? Versus what you're going to pay for something healthier. These are real life decisions that people have to make. Inflation across the board is forcing uh, retired people back into the workforce. How about retired people? You know, I don't, I think about my, you know, I'm closer to the end than I am the beginning. And the more I think about it, the more depressing it gets because I'm a lot closer to the end. Um, I look at it and I think, you know, what's the rest of my life going to be like? You know, if I if I ever have an opportunity to retire and I don't know, I don't want to retire right now. I mean, I love what I do and I I can't imagine not doing something. But if I want to slow down, am I going to spend am I going to have to spend my retirement years um, compromising on the food that I eat? eating stuff that's less less healthy because it's cheaper. You know that that to me is uh, to me is is sad as you know, I'm, I live by myself and and um and you think about those things of, of what's my life going to be like? Am I going to have to compromise? Because um, I've always eaten healthy. I cheat. I mean, I eat horrible food like everybody else does. But I've, I've always loved really healthy food. I love vegetables. And, and that's the first place I go when I go to the grocery stores. I go down the vegetable, go into the produce section. And so I've always eaten healthy and I enjoy eating healthy. Um, imagine being in a place where you can't afford healthy food, whether you're young or old or anywhere in between. And so this inflation stuff that's happening with the necessities for people is really a critical thing that is now hitting our country. Notice I'm not talking politics. I'm not blaming Joe Biden. I'm not blaming the administration. There's a lot that I don't like that they've done. But this is a crisis for people. You want to blame it? You want to blame it on the drought for the tomatoes or whatever else it's going to be for the potatoes and whatever else it's going to be for the meat? We are watching the American people work twice as hard for half as much. When you have our citizens are getting a side hustle, getting a second job just to make ends meet, you're working twice as hard for the same lifestyle. My friends in construction know what that's like. My friends that are working, you know, the, when the market crashed, when the construction world crashed back in 07, I think it was, when that happened, uh, I had friends that were working harder than they've ever worked for no profit, just hoping to break even for the year, just enough to keep the doors open and keep their people employed. And now you've got en masse the American people doing exactly the same thing. You've got people taking a second job. The jobs report that came out was much better than anybody expected. And when you look at those jobs numbers, and it's important to look at the details, part of what you saw in there was a lot of those jobs were part-time jobs that were people were taking on as a second job to make ends meet. And it doesn't look like it's getting any better. It doesn't look like this is going to stop anytime soon. Um. 
when you talk about the housing market and people being priced out, prices are falling a little bit, and hopefully uh, it's allowing people to get back into the market. But if more people jump into the market, prices are going to go up again. So it's it's a long road. We've got a long road between, for us, uh, all of us, a long road in front of us. Coming up in a moment, uh, we'll get you caught up on the biggest news stories of the day. It's something we call every day. Did you hear this? Or I say, should say we do it every day. We call it Did You Hear This? We'll do it in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. All right, let's get you caught up on the news headlines for the final time this week. Did you hear this? Did you hear this? Broomhead's reaction to the hottest news stories. Cardinals owner Michael Bidwell speaking on the changes they've made this year. I think we're just strengthened on both the offense and the defense, uh, both sides of the ball. We're not done yet. I know he's, uh, he's Steve Kime is still continuing to work on the roster, and there'll be some changes here over the next few weeks as, as we see final cutdowns and the final rosters come together on the 53-man roster. Bidwell said himself that their finish last year was not strong. From what you're seeing and hearing from him this year, are you more hopeful of a huge Super Bowl party here at mm-hmm. home? I don't know about Super Bowl. I think they make the playoffs. I think they have a better showing in the playoffs. I think this team has got a a good combination of great young talent and really seasoned veteran leadership. I think when you have a guy like J.J. Watt, you have a guy like Buda Baker. um, When you have the the center that they have in leadership, I think they've got all the makings of a team that can be very, very good. We'll see the offseason stuff that happened with Kyler Murray. Um, Does Kyler Murray rise to the occasion to show everybody and shut them up? Or does all the attention and the negative attention make can go in the other direction. That's the big question mark. If Kyler Murray comes out and leads this team like he can, I think they're going to have a really good year. If not, I think they're going to finish um, about you know a five hundred with it, five hundred up, like one game above or one game below five hundred. That's what I think. Jeez, <laughs> not great news on the housing front. Home affordability is at its worst level since 1989. People buying today are typically having to shell out about 25% of their income towards their mortgage. That's up 50 from 15% pre-pandemic. This has caused the National Association of Realtors to declare a housing recession. You're looking for a house right now. What are you experiencing? Uh, no, right now I think that here in Arizona we're in a different place. I think Arizona, we are seeing prices come down in some areas, but not dramatically because there are still so many people moving here. We have a housing shortage. The problem without people being able to afford them, and that's where the issue is. And if prices come down a little bit, I think you're going to see a lot more people being able to afford those houses. I think Arizona is a much better positioned, partially because of growth and partially because of the way we do things, but I think we're going to be just fine. You are listening to Did You Hear This? We do it every day to get you caught up. Retired Army veteran with a moving company has made it his mission to clean up cities across America. Really focusing on the border right now. On Fox News, he described what he saw on the border this week. I think I saw at least 50 people, and I was only on the border for maybe an hour looking at trash. And they were so excited to be here, screaming and yelling, um, coming from Venezuela, so excited that they finally made it to America. And, you know, as they cross the border, they just throw their trash everywhere. 
He's also mentioned he's been to the border more times than Biden has in his presidency. Do you think that might be where the disconnect is with this administration and localities dealing with the surge? No, I think they're very well aware of what's happening on the border. So would address those two things. Number one, that's one of the things about the environmentalists that are around us. If you are such an environmentalist, go and look at what's happening here in Arizona at the southern border. Go and look at the pictures you can find online of what the desert looks like where these people are crossing. They are being brought in illegally, and but they are trashing the desert. Whether you are, whether they are good people or not, or maybe it's out of necessity, but they are trashing our desert. Now, the second part of this is the president doesn't have to visit the border. The president's very well aware of what's going on at the border. What the president needs to do is change his policies. And the reason why he doesn't go to the border is because then you've got the photo op of him looking at it and still doing nothing. And I don't think he's going to change his policies. Apparently some celebrities and the millions of net worth that they have, uh, they received PPP loans and they were forgiven. Some celebrities include Khloe Kardashian, Jay-Z, Paul Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi's husband, Jared Kushner, and Reese Witherspoon. I mean, they have employees. They need to pay too, Mike. And the government offered forgiveness. So should people be up in arms over this? Well, I just think if they're going to start complaining about, if they're going to continue to complain and want taxes raised and everything else and Listen, you could have done something completely different. So in that part, there is some hypocrisy. But I think if you give one entitlement to the American people, everybody's entitled. Small business owners, big business owners. My problem is there was almost no oversight of this money. There has been so much fraud that's been committed that I don't know how we're ever going to recoup that money. Some of that money went overseas and benefited other nations, not ours. And that's where my problem lies with things like this. You're giving away billions of dollars in other people's money. What do you care if you get it back or if it's used the right way? way. There should have been better oversight from the beginning. Good job, Jess. That is Did You Hear This for another week. We are going to keep you uh, informed with what's going on each day at 1120, Monday through Friday on the show with Did You Hear This. In a moment, another opportunity, at least a final opportunity on my show to hear the great stories of what Phoenix Children's Hospital is doing and impacting the lives of people. You're going to hear it next. The Giveathon for Phoenix Children's is presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and the Ok Chin Indian community. KTAR News 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Giveathon on the Mike Broomhead Show. This has been a very emotional week for me, and it is every year. And after spending some time at Phoenix Children's and getting to meet some of the patients and their family members and being able to take one of those teddy bears in and give to these children and uh, just see the great attitude and the strength and the smiles and meet the staff and meet people who care so much, it's an even bigger pleasure this year to be a part of this. And we are raising money for Phoenix Children's, and it's the Giveathon presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and auction Indian community. We are doing Triple Match Friday. So let me give you the phone number if you are a place where you can donate right now. 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. Or text the word GIVE to 411-923. I want you to hear from another one of our great corporate partners. This is the people from Rosati's Pizza and another check presentation. On behalf of Rosati's Pizza, thank you to Phoenix Children's Hospital for providing the best health care to the children and their families of our community and to all of our customers who helped support this effort that we have. Because of them, the future comes to these children in their moment of need. Thank you.
That's the great people at Rosati's Pizza, and what a wonderful gesture from our corporate partners out there when times are not always easy for businesses either to make such generous donations. And the reason why we do this, these Madame Home Stories of Hope, the reminders of these families that are so strong, even in the face of such horrible uh, things that are happening to their children sometimes, and these children are such a source of strength and hope to so many. Katie was a normal kid. Uh, She loved to play. She loved to get special treats from Starbucks. She suddenly developed a super aggressive cancer tumor that turned her life and her family's lives upside down. Doctors gave Katie about a 20% chance of survival, and she was transferred to PCH in their oncology department. Katie's mom decided in the face of such a grave prognosis for her daughter, she was going to spend what time she had left with her in the best way that she could, thanks to the staff at PCH. Here's Katie's story. Katie, what was so unusual about Katie was uh, her, I guess, different. Um, it was like she knew knew this was coming or it felt like she was prepared. Oh, Friday from school and told her mom that she couldn't pee. Took her to another local hospital and they were able to catheter and get her cleaned out and said didn't know what was happening. Two o'clock in the morning Katie comes in the bedroom says I gotta go bad and I can't go. Had to run her down back down to the hospital. Finally, they got her an, a visit to PCH that day. You know, doctor came out and he was white as a sheet and said they found a tumor. And that's when our our world started getting changed and being turned upside down. When you cry. Uh, rhabdomyosarcoma cancer 20% chance of survival pushed us across the driveway in the PCH from then on man that's uh, that was our new home along with the doctor's help she just uh, carried on with life and made a lot of trips to Starbucks she got fluid in the lungs and got drained and then and her doctor came out and told us that the cancer was taking over the lungs, that it was everywhere in there, and just that she maybe had three weeks. We get out of the hospital and on hospice. Her mom had a talk with him said, Katie, you know, there's this place called Ryan House. She said, no, I don't want to go. You know, I don't want you to go there either, but in these last days, I don't want to be your nurse. I just want to be your mom. This is where she passed away at, in that room. And best thing we ever did for her because, because my wife was able to just be mom. Her really th- 
thankful for the people at PCH were indebted to that hospital. Would they do anything to help? Who? Um... How do you listen to a parent tell that story and not thank God that it's not you telling that story? And maybe you are a parent that has had to tell that story before. If you've been to Phoenix Children's, this is why that story typifies everything that we are doing this for. These families that have endured so much, some with happy endings and some of them tragically not. But all of these families speaking out and saying if it weren't for Phoenix Children's, thank God for Phoenix Children's Hospital. And uh, that's what this all is about. That's this whole week is about you being aware that Phoenix Children's is there if you ever need them, and they are there if you don't when someone else does, and this is how you can help keep them there. That sound is the Valley Hyundai Dealers Triple Match. It's Triple Match Friday all day long. Every dollar that you donate um, is going to triple in value. Thanks to the people at your Valley Hyundai Dealers. Desert Financial Phone Bank phone number 602-933-4567. 602-933-4567. Or text the word GIVE to 411-923. Everything you donate today is tripled, which means you will triple that investment. If you become a champion of hope, donating $20 a month or $240 for the year, that number triples all day long. Imagine how far that money can go with that investment that you're making in this community. And a big thank you to all of you that are picking up the phones right now and to all of you who will do so today. It has been a privilege to be a part of this. How about this for a number? Um, It's the last time this week I get to give it out, and there's a lot more to go. This doesn't include the donations that are coming in right now or the ones that will be given throughout the the rest of this day. As of this moment, you have helped raise $1,560,550. What an amazing way to... uh, to thank the people at Phoenix Children's Hospital for the work they do, to say to those families that we want to stand with you in some way, and uh, financially is the way that we can right now. I'm going to give those numbers out again, 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. That's a Desert Financial Phone Bank phone number. If you can't get through on the phones or if it's easier to do it on your phone, that's how I donated was on my phone. Just text the word GIVE to 411-923 and you can give there. Um, This has been a privilege of a lifetime. It always is uh, to watch the community come together for such a great cause. And thank you again for hitting it out of the park. And I know the rest of you are going to take us over the goal throughout the rest of the day. It's Triple Match Friday. Um, We got one more segment of the show before we close out our week. So stick around. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Hey, thanks so much for being here. Appreciate you spending some time with the show. Before we go, I want to uh, I want to um, clear up some things. And I, I, we talk about political opinions. I have very strong ones. But before we close it out, I want to go back to a story we talked about earlier. And it has to do with this push to electric vehicles. I am not anti-progress. You know, if we are moving, we have made changes in this world, and they've been good ones. You know, we want a clean air and a clean planet. What we have done with energy efficiency – um, what we have done with emissions efficiency in vehicles changing to catalytic converters when I was a kid in that transition period. And there was a transition period, but they knew in the long run it was going to work out. My problem is not with people pushing toward electric vehicles. If that is the most 
productive way, there's always going to be an environmental impact. I mean, let's be honest, because the next fight from the environmentalists, if let's say we move in the direction of clean energy and electric vehicles, is now the mining that has to be done to pull those resources out of the ground. And what what's the environmental impact of all of those things? What's the environmental impact of the disposal of all the old batteries? So we're going to continue to have environmentalist arguments. My problem is the unrealistic things that are being done. This push toward electric vehicles, and that's exactly what it is, from the transportation secretary to the energy secretary to the White House to members of Congress. What have they been saying about high gas prices? Well, if you had an electric car, well, if you had an electric car, the push in that direction, the energy secretary is now saying that we have to spend billions of dollars to expand and um, reconstruct, basically, the electric grid in America. And we're going to have to. If you look at what's happening now, so many people are buying those electric vehicles. And when you go to those public charging stations, what happens? They're taken. And people are lined up. And it's not like you feel like that a gas tank. And, you know, it takes it feels like it takes forever to pump gas. But it literally takes five minutes to fill your gas tank. It takes 45 minutes or so um, with those chargers to charge a vehicle, and people are waiting in line because there's not enough of them. Well, now if you start to try to install enough of them where instead of having two or three people charging at once, now you've got a dozen people charging at once, what does that do to add to the electrical grid just in that neighborhood? And you realize with redundancy, or maybe you don't, it's just because I worked in that area. They have redundancy, so if one area goes down, you can energize it from another area. But you also have circuit breakers in the power grid just like you have in your home. And when you overload a grid, it trips a breaker. It blows the fuse. It does exactly what it's supposed to do to not overload. And so with what we have here in Arizona in the summertime and the high usage, we make more and more energy efficient um, uh, air conditioners because everybody has air conditioning and it runs 24-7, you know, from probably, what is it, April until October. And so we know the drain we have on the electrical grid. Now you start adding electric vehicles in. I'm not saying don't do it. What I have been saying is you got to plan for it. This is something you must plan for. And we're now talking about after the push, we've put the cart before the horse again. We are pushing people toward electric vehicles. Now they're talking about the upgrade of the electrical grid. And that seemed backwards. Doesn't it say we put the infrastructure in place? It's like when you when they build a neighborhood, when it, when a, a building company buys a neighborhood. When they buy a neighborhood or are going to build one, they buy the land, they put in the infrastructure, they put in the sewer lines, they put in the water lines, they put in the fire hydrants. They do all of that before they uh, begin construction of homes. I'm not saying don't go in that direction. I'm saying we need to do it appropriately. We are well over a decade away just from that. I mean, it, it, imagine just what it would be like in Phoenix to try to retrofit. And I'm coming from a place of experience because I was an electrical contractor. I've done this in, in a small number, not compared to the power grid of an entire city, but I've built buildings. I know what it's like planning for growth. And I know what it's like when you outpace that growth and you have to change everything. It's not easy in one building. It certainly isn't easy in a neighborhood and it's harder in a town. So I'm not saying don't do it, but they are putting the cart before the horse.
Before we close this out, I want to thank you again for being a big part of the uh, Giveathon for Phoenix Children's presented by your Valley Hyundai dealers and your Akchen Indian community, the presenting sponsors of this. I also want to thank Desert Financial for sponsoring the phone bank 602-933-4567. That's 602-933-4567. Your Valley Hyundai dealers are making this a triple match Friday. If you can find it in your heart and in your bank account to donate even a small amount, it would really be helpful. You can become a train, a Teddy Bear Express, the, the champion of hope. You can do that for 20 bucks a month, and one of those beautiful little teddy bears will be delivered to a child at the hospital in your name. And I've done it. I've delivered the bears, so I know they actually do it in your name. They are not only handed a teddy bear, but they're given a card with your name on it that said this is presented by, donated by. Imagine what that would be like to have a child get a teddy bear who is in the hospital in your name. And you can do that for 20 bucks a month. 602-933-4567. Every dollar you donate triples throughout the rest of the day. And it is a great way to open your heart and give to this great cause. It truly is. The work they are doing there with children, I've seen it with my own eyes, is amazing work. And and so I want to thank everybody that's been involved. Mattamy Homes and our Stories of Hope, uh, all of the great sponsors, all of the great corporate partners that have donated throughout the week, but especially to the families that have told their stories. It can't be easy to share such personal experiences, sometimes with very tragic endings for parents where they've lost their children, but still love Phoenix Children's Hospital so much that they speak up and say, this is why you still have to donate. This is why we still love Phoenix Children's. Um, it, it, it cannot be easy to relive those mer- memories so publicly. So a big thank you to all of them and everybody at Phoenix Children's. Please, if you can find it in your heart to give today, it would be an amazing thing to jump on board. And it will be tripled thanks to the people at your Valley Hyundai dealers. Once again, 602 4567 602-933-4567. Or on your smartphone, you can just text the word GIVE to 411923. That's how I gave just a little while ago. And a link pops up. It's simple to do. It really is easy, and it makes such a difference in the lives of these families. Just about out of time, social media users, uh, at Broomhead KTAR on Twitter is where you can find me this weekend. Mike Broomhead, all one word on Instagram is where you can find me as well. Let's stay in touch between shows. I'll be back Monday morning at about 8 o'clock with the next edition of the Mike Broomhead Show. I hope you can spend part of your day with me. Hope you have a great weekend plan. I'll be back on Monday. Until then, God bless.